Welcome to the Rugby Warrior Podcast. Today, Connor and I sit down and we're going to talk about the fitness standards across the rugby world. We're talking about the Bronco test, cone tests, agility, strength, and all those good things that every single rugby player, whether you're in high school, college, trying to get into the MLR, or on the national scene, need to know and need to be able to crush. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, give us a follow on our Instagram, leave us a review on our iTunes, and as always, discover the warrior within. Bones. Con. Hey. Hey. So, I have a joke for you. I heard. (laughs) I heard you did. Yeah. Let's hear it. It's just for you. Okay. So, why are the Jedi so bad at rugby? It's jokes like these that I want to stop the momentum of the joke and try to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, because you could probably figure it out. Why are the Why are the Jedi so bad at rugby? Because there is no try. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Where'd you find that? Did you no. think of it? You thought of it. No, I wish I would. I can't take credit for it. I googled. I I googled rugby jokes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> I never would have thought of that. Yeah, I like, I like that it one. a lot. I like it. I'm gonna use it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you today about rugby standards. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about this this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey is preparing for a physical fitness test right now. And I was thinking how so many sports and professions have these fitness standards and these benchmarks that people train for and try to you know measure up against Mm -hmm. and I was thinking man what is what are these standards and benchmarks in the rugby world what do they what do they look like and where what's missing you know where are the gaps with these Mm -hmm. standards right and I I have no idea what current standards or benchmarks are out there in the sport of rugby. It's pretty, it's very sporadic throughout the world. Cause so we're used to it in America. I think it's a very Americanized thing to have these standards. Cause we have the NFL combine. We have the NBA, yeah. we have the drafts and all of our major sports that test their athletes on um, not only their skills as a player, but their strength and their ability to perform those skills. So overseas with rugby, it's, it, it's largely dependent on the club or the national team. Mm. So each, every single national team is going to, you know, offer pretty much the same standards. Um, but you might get different ones from different teams. So a very popular one, like the broad jump or vertical jump, you're going to see that in a lot of places, but specific fitness tests, there's the bleep test. There's uh, Bronco. These are all like aerobic fitness tests that maybe South Africa is going to test you in the bleep test, but 
um, England's going to test you on something else. So mm-hmm. there's not like, you know, to compare different national teams to other national teams, fitness wise, um, there isn't a very consistent mm-hmm. standard. Interesting. Yeah. I, I had no idea what, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to think, I guess a great question would be why, why would these standards or benchmarks be important in a sport like rugby? What's the value? They're indicators to how well you can perform on the field, mm-hmm. just like anywhere else. So the NFL combine is probably the most popular for some reason people are like obsessed over the NFL combine and what these college athletes can do. And like, what is their 40 meter dash? How many times can they bench press 225? What's their vertical? What's their broad jump? Uh, And those are just indicators. And honestly, if you look at what they're testing, the bench press makes the least amount of sense for the work that they're performing on the field. Cause football is a very fast sport. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's hurry up and wait almost. So your play on the football field is usually less than nine seconds. And then you have up to the, the play clock is like 40 seconds long, something like that. So mm-hmm. you have like, you know, little burst with huge amount of rest. So how is performing max rep bench? <laughs> how, does that translate? how does that translate? It yeah. doesn't very well. Um, so I think rugby actually does a good job. There are quite a few tests, but they do do a good job about, setting up some of these fitness tests and some of their strength tests to indicate how well a player is going to perform and how well they're going to be able to recover and keep up um, their ability to use their skill set on the field. So like there's a fitness test called Bronco and this was tested at the MLR, which is the new major league rugby league new it's been around for a couple of years now in America. And Mm -hmm. they uh, administered this test at all of their combines across America. And now there's, for 13 teams in the MLR. Um, so this was, you know, up to 13 different combines and they were testing the Bronco test. And basically this test is uh, a, sh- a shuttle. So it's suicide. So you set up a cone, um, your start cone, and then you set up a 20 meter, a 40 meter and a 60 meter cone. And you go 20 meters and back 40 and back 60 and back five times. Mm, okay. And that's the test. The goal is get under five minutes and the average around MLR participants at the combine was hovering around five minutes. Uh, and there are a lot of people cause anybody could have signed up for the college um, combine this past year. And it was a new Ooh. thing that they did. So um, a lot of these players were probably not as prepared as they should have been or what they thought. Cause they didn't have standards before like the MLR is a whole new ball game. So uh, a lot of them were above five minutes but talking to a couple of athletes that I had, uh, they were right under that five minute mark. They took it again and they were around four thirty. So you want to be nice. under five minutes because you're going to stand out a, because a lot of other players currently probably won't be under five minutes by very much if they are. Mm-hmm. So getting around that four forty five, four fifty mark is huge because those seconds are only seconds Four forty five to four fifty Doesn't seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but when you're doing this test, it could be the difference between five people. I mean, those seconds are huge and it's big indicator of where you're going to be looked at to hopefully get drafted and an elite level. Like if you want to go on the national stage in America, um, getting around that four thirty mark is where you want to be. So Perry Baker, who is um, just 
plays uh, sevens for the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. men's rugby team. And he's hugely popular, insanely fast and fit. I think his best Bronco test was four thirteen, something wow. like that, which is fucking bananas. Yes, that's quick. Yeah, is okay. And you may not know this, and there may not be a standard. Mm-hmm. Is there a Bronco test standard for women? That's a great question. Because I was just thinking immediately just the athlete in me wants to go do this test right Right. now. Yeah. And there (laughs) should be, there absolutely should be, there should be a women's MLR. Absolutely. Um, And I, you know, the women's team, uh, the women's game, the national team has been killing it. I think the club teams across America are gaining more and more popularity. Yeah. And there's no reason the women can't go do the Bronco test. <laughs> like there's no reason. You and know there what? Should, there should we be a standard. We don't need a different standard. We can, we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll stack up with the guys any day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? I think there's absolutely no reason why women can't still can't get around the five minute mark. Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> like you're living on a different planet. If you think that women are less fit than men, regardless of how much you might train, if you're a man. Yeah. Like I, I can get like, there's so many women out there that can kick my ass at nearly everything. Uh, like <laughs> I'm dating one. <laughs> I, so the Bronco test, is there any other standard that rugby teams tend to use? Bronco test is huge. There's uh, also the bleep test. Yes. Um, okay. You I'm mentioned not that one. too familiar on the metrics of that, but it's okay. um, basically the beep test. It's still a shuttle. It's still suicides. Um, and you have to listen for the beep. Mm-hmm. So if you're staying ahead of the beep with your, um, suicides going down and back, you're still on target and you can keep continuing the test. The minute you become slower than the beep at some point, then the, your test is over. And I don't know standards or metrics on that, but it's very popular, uh, overseas. These are interesting. So these two tests, they're they're different but they're similar in that yeah yeah, they're they're testing for you know speed Mm -hmm. and it sounds like the bleep test is cardiovascular endurance yeah it is so well the only difference between the two is one is four time which is the bronco yeah one is an amrap yes which is the bleep test and yeah um, amrap as many rounds as possible so testing the same type of thing yeah. Just in a different um, time domain. So, but besides those two tests, does anything else exist for, there, for rugby? Well, um, on the national stage, not, um, not really. But there's yeah. a couple that I like to use. So Ooh, with, yeah, with tell Sisu, me about those. There's the four and five, which is four laps around the perimeter of, in under five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that again is testing cardiovascular uh, endurance more so than it's a little bit different in the Bronco because Bronco is also testing your ability to make those turns. So oh, cutting and yes. the, the ability to cut speed up back to the start, cut speed up to the 40, cut speed up to the 60. Um, so in that you're, you're slowing down a lot and you're also speeding up a lot and you have to maintain your cardio yeah. with the four and five. It's almost straight running four laps around the perimeter and under five minutes. And this is, again, 1,200 meters. The Bronco okay. is 1,200 meters, so almost a mile. Ooh, and okay. the four and five is almost a mile as well. So these are tough tests. And yeah. the athletes that I gave it to, the four and five, 
were uh, my best was right under five minutes. Um, and the rest were just over five minutes. It's a pretty hard test. Um, so that's one that I really like to use. And there's also one with Sisu. I call it the Sisu 10, which mm-hmm. is a 10 minute time cap. So we're running 1600 meters, which is one mile. Okay. And they're within that 10 minutes, you do 1600 meters and the remaining time after you're done running, you do max rep burpees in the remaining time. Oh, and I've set okay. out standards for uh, what I think back should have, what forward should have, uh, male and female forwards based on loose and tight um, in the in the scrum. Uh-huh. So uh, that's actually in our ebook, Sisu Sprint. And I love that test. I did it and is really friggin' hard. Yeah, it sounds um, really hard. <laughs> so, like. I set up standards, what the mile should be and how many burpees mm-hmm. you should be. So it's really, it's very broken down specific. Um, and there's nothing more applicable, but a more applicable body weight exercise than a burpee to rugby. I think, cause you get down and up so many times in rugby yeah, uh, to the ground. Like it's as simple as that. Like we don't have to get super fancy. You're literally going to the ground and getting back up hundreds of times. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. The burpee is, you know, such a big full body. You're moving your body a huge range of motion. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's, I, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's so interesting to me because in my mind I'm thinking about, okay, there's probably general standards that most rugby players should meet in terms of like, cardiovascular fitness strength but when you were saying you know like there really should be position specific standards as well Mm -hmm. right i think yes and yes and no so it just depends on where you're at in your career so Mm -hmm. if you are going trying to go to the mlr you are in college and you're playing at a higher level in college or you just want to play at your highest level, regardless of what division you might be in, then yes, you want to be starting to look at how can I get better for scrum half? How can I get better for flanker? Mm-hmm. If you're in the early stages of high school or you're trying to go to college in the later stages of high school, I think it should be very generalized. So unless you are really, really like a you know scrum half that's highly touted, highly recruited, mm-hmm. then um, I would still be really generalized as all high school athletes, regardless of what sport you play, I think the more general you can be, the better off you're going to be in two to three mm. years in college. Yeah. Because if you really start to focus in and get specific, A, burnout rates are insane, and B, um, it's just it's not going to adapt well for you. Uh, sure. So, um, but as far as movements, if we want to look at that, let's take yeah. example. Let's go for the person who's training for the MLR who wants to be um, – play at their highest level in college. Mm -hmm. So one thing that they do test is a deadlift and a bench press are the two main things that a national team is going to test. Okay. So for a deadlift, uh, 1.5 times your body weight is going to be minimum of what you need to be able to do. Okay. 2.25 times your body weight is going to be ideal. That's where you want to be at. As far as bench press, it's obviously going to be less so 1.2 body weight is minimum 1.5 times body weight is ideal. It's where you want to be at. And that just takes a little bit of math. And honestly, 
if you're oh. training the right way. Yeah, this... I just did the math. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Are you good? Um, I've done it. Oh yeah, I've I've done well above that number mm-hmm. before. I don't know where I'm at right now, but I'd kind of like to <laughs> to test it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. The th- that's the thing. If you train for just a while and you do it the right way, the Sisu way, right? Then yeah. you're going to be strong as fuck. And no matter what test they throw at you, you're going to be able to do well at it because you've been exposed to these things and yeah. you're training the right way. So, I mean, a 2.25 times your body weight uh, deadlift. Okay. So if I weigh a hundred, then I need to be able to body or deadlift 225. If I weigh a hundred pounds yeah, and I know plenty of people that women, girls that are just somewhere between, you know, 115 and 135, 140 that can crush a 225 deadlift, but not even that crush a 300 pound deadlift 315. So this, that standard, if you can't reach that standard, you have some serious work to do. Mm -hmm. Bench press is a little tougher because um, it's just a different lift. It's harder to train as far as the women, um, this is where standards do change with the strength. So upper body for women is always going to be a little bit tougher than for men for mm-hmm. whatever reason, biologically, they need a little bit more volume in the upper body. So, um, bench press, we're going to have to work harder, but, uh, 1.5 times your body weight. So again, if you weigh hundred pounds, you need to be able to lift on one Am I doing my math right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, not checking it. <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but that's... Yeah, 150. Yeah, so you need to be able to 150, which is a pretty good amount. I mean, that's a that's yeah. tough to get to. So we that's something you need to train. But then there's other movements besides that. So this is just what teams are going to test if mm-hmm. they do test you and they have the ability to test you. And if you are on like a national team, so say you get you make it to the U.S. men's rugby team, then yeah, they're going to be testing you on their deadlift and bench. If you're just going to a combine, Mm-hmm. logistically it doesn't make sense to test everybody because you have to have a lot of bars weights and time yeah. to test up to you know dozens of athletes yeah um but it's good for you as a college player to look at these standards and just go to the gym by yourself or with your team and start training for this and start testing this and see where you're yeah. at man there's so much value in this i mean I'm just thinking I came from a sport where time was everything, mm-hmm. you know, as a competitive swimmer, your, your, your best times that you're putting up your splits in relays. That's all that mattered. I mean, that's what recruiters looked at. That's how you made the a relays. That's, that's all that mattered, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm just thinking about rugby. There's so much value in having these standards, having these benchmarks throughout your career to, you know, measure up. I mean, for me, like measuring up just against myself and tracking my progress against these standards is helpful. But I mean, being on teams where your team is also tracking and measuring and paying attention to these is really valuable. You kind of create a little healthy competition in between your team as you're training, you know, Mm -hmm. either in season or off season. 
I, I totally agree. And I think that's where so many college teams miss the mark. You try to, there's a lot of college teams, especially with what I was playing that don't have that coach that don't yeah. have a strength and conditioning coach, let alone a head coach um, to kind of form that culture of healthy competition. Cause the healthy competition um, was just at practice for two hours on Tuesday, two hours on Thursday, we would have, you know, we would just kind of scrimmage, hit each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and if there was, uh, there was one year, you know, like tackling drills or you guys are pretty much the same skill level. Let's see who can tackle better because that's going to be the difference maker. Uh-huh. And that's like the healthy competition, but to, to get people in a weight room like this, for some reason, this has been notoriously tough for rugby players. In my experience says just getting them to do this work. But if you can, you can make that culture, that healthy competition that like, Hey, this is what we should be deadlifting. And this is what I can deadlift. That's what you can deadlift. Yeah. Let's fucking train and see who can do more. Man, let's see, how, let's see how good we can get. How cool would it be? So in my mind, coming from being a CrossFit coach and working in a CrossFit gym, how cool would it be if teams were set up that way where they had, you know, lifts, they had workouts and Metcons each day and you have a leaderboard, you have a whiteboard, everyone's doing the same workout, everyone's putting mm-hmm. their weights up, they're recording and reporting their results. And you get to see, you get to see, man, this guy crushed it. Like, man, this is the leader on the Metcon. I'm going to go out and beat him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be awesome to be a part of that team because everyone everyone then continues to push and lift each other up, you know, cause you're exactly. constantly trying to push, push each other to be better. I, yeah, I would totally agree. And that's what some of the varsity teams do have access to that. And the truth is every team across America has access to that because every college is going to have a weight room. It's just, who's, <laughs> are you going to do it? Yeah. Literally, do you want to do it? Even if it's not everybody in your team, start with the hand, like uh, the couple, the handful that do want to do it and then start building with those people. Now that's your base. Yeah. Now those people are going to excel. Hopefully the guys that aren't quite doing it yet or aren't quite committing to that. Hopefully they have time on the team to commit once they see that these other guys are doing so awesome. Yeah. And, but there's also the other thing, but like what Corey said, just because you can do these metrics and be really good at them doesn't mean you're going to go start and have you know, an awesome season on the field because there's been plenty of really strong players that I played with that just didn't have the skill set. Yeah. That's so rugby true. is, is so expansive. We have all these tests, what we need to be good at. It's literally the ultimate sport. You have to be good at cardio. You have to be super strong. You have to be efficient anaerobically. <laughs> there's just so many things. And on top of that, you have to have the skill set of passing a ball. It's so hard in America because it's just not as popular of a sport. We grow yeah. up on football, baseball, basketball, where we can just go in the backyard. Like every kid is going to be able to play basketball. Every kid like has a hoop, but to get really good at rugby, you have to start from a young age. And that is very regional. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you can't get good at rugby. Um, if you start in college, because we've met plenty of players too, but it's just, I guess my point is that rugby is, is it's just a fucking great opportunity to grow in nearly every as, uh, facet of fitness and in skill set. Gosh, for sure. 
I'm curious. So looking at some of the benchmark tests that we've already discussed, mm-hmm. um, the deadlift, the bench, you know, those shuttle runs, mm-hmm. the SISU 10, what's missing? Like what other holes do you see as a coach and someone that trains rugby athletes where is there an opportunity to kind of create some standards with, I don't know, other, other movements, other strength-based movements that would be valuable here? That's a great question. And I think there's layers to it. I think on the field, a repeated sprint test would be really, really applicable because Rugby is all about bursts Mm. and your ability to recover from your bursts. Mm -hmm. So um, whether this be a sprinting, a rest, and then re-sprinting, sprinting, rest, burpees, sprinting, just to mimic some of that game flow would be super applicable. I think other than that, having um, positional specific standards for the Bronco. So a scrum half or a test like the Bronco or a uh, 3K run, is another popular test. Um, but having sp- position specific standards. So a scrum half is going to run eight to nine miles per match. Wow. Which is insane. Yeah. The scrum half is everywhere on the field because they have to be at every single breakdown or they're supposed to be. Uh, other positions like forwards are going to run less. They're still running a lot. It's, I think, around five miles per game. Yeah. But they're condensed kind of in the middle of the field, or so they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. running down the middle of the field, depending how you play. And then wingers are going to be running the least because they're kind of on the outskirts looking in until they get their burst to sprint, mm-hmm. to tackle, or they have the ball. Um, so having positional standards there. And in that, why do you need to test a winger on their ability to run uh, three miles, five miles? It's not there. They need to be tested on their ability to sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is, yeah, maybe that winger will play winger one week and then switch to outside center. You know, oh, you never sure. know. Yeah. But once you get to the higher levels, again, your position is going to be locked in. Yeah, especially you're if once, yep, once you get to the MLR, if you're one of those players going even further to the Falcons, which is kind of like uh, a minor league of the Eagles, which is the national team then you're going to be mostly locked in on your position. Mm-hmm. So, so I think more specific with, um, with, with these fitness tests for positions would, would be very applicable. And I think if you had those on the national stage or the MLR, then, or with SISU, then younger kids. So you are in high school, be like, man, I want to play scrum half. I know this is what I want to do. I want to play prop. Like I know it. Then you can look at these tests and you can assess where you're at on your own. And you can take that into college. Like, okay, this is what I need to work on towards my next step, towards the next level. Yeah, it's such a great assessment tool. I mean, mm-hmm. for personal growth, because you can track these things over time, every year, every couple months to see where you're at. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much. I mean, I see so much value in this in season off season. I mean, it's, it's just all the seasons. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) yeah, all the seasons. It's amazing. I'm just trying to, I I've never been in a sport or a training 
scenario that didn't have some sort of benchmark or standard or Mm -hmm. way to track your performance. And so Mm -hmm. I'm trying to imagine, you know, what does that look like? If you remove, if you don't have those, what does your training look like? And it, to me, it would feel like, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of strategy and, you know, practicing gameplay and stuff like that. But I would imagine that it's kind of a lot of going through the motions. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. So that's pretty much. So I played college from 2000 college rugby, 2011 to 16 was my last year. Mm-hmm. And during that time, it it was just, we didn't, I mean, we trained, there was a select group, but for the most part, uh, there weren't standards. There weren't, this is where you need to be at. So it was just wherever you're at, that's, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with one of our players once uh, surrounding training. And like, I was, I just loved training in the off season. I think I love that more than I loved playing rugby. Oh yeah. Uh, I just want to like fill my shorts out and like have these huge quads and just fucking rip it. And um, <laughs> I remember having this conversation with one of the players. We were just talking about fitness. And he's like, I, I'm good enough to play 80 minutes. And you know, I, I go out there and I ball I'm like, yeah, man, you're really, you're really good. Like, he was one of our, one of our key players, MVP this year. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. You can play 80 minutes. What if you trained and you could play 120 minutes and then you condense that into 80 minutes? Yeah. You take all the fitness. You have the ability to go 120, but you put it into the 80. Now you're that Man. much. Like, and it, 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 all you just do, you do the work. Yeah. You do the work. It's here. You know, so I think that's where it's frustrating. Uh, there are no standards, but that also um, is not a barrier. Because then it's almost like whatever you do, if you want to do CrossFit, like it, if you're not doing anything, if you're someone who's like, I want to start training, but I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Literally anything is going to help you. Yeah. Go for a run, go for, do a couple sprints. Like, this is going to help you. It's not going to, you know, ex- you know, explode your potential. Um, but there are, there's nothing out there for rugby right now. It's gaining popularity now with the MLR and the Bronco test that is coming in. Yeah. Um, and the combines and the collegiate draft that just happened. Now our eyes are opening, but this was just the first year of it. But going through the rugby when I was playing in college, it was exactly what you said, going through the motions. Yeah. Wherever you are at, you were at. Yep. Um, you know, your fast is, man, that guy's fast. It's not fast against someone else. Right. And then you go play other teams that, have someone who might be a little bit faster, a little bit stronger, a little more thicker of a prop or um, quicker winger. And then you realize, fuck, we should have been working. And then you have that high after the game. You just got your ass kicked or lost by a couple tries or, mm-hmm. you know, narrow loss. You're like, fuck, we're going to go train in the off season and get so much better. <laughs> and then, um, you know, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It's one Maybe thing to sometimes say it. it does. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? So uh, that, I think that's what we want to offer is like, opening people's minds to this, continuing to expose them to these things because it's not enough to hear it once, to hear it over and over and yes. over again and also offer them a way, which is the SISU training systems to start implementing it into your life easily. Oh, yes. I think that's what's great about SISU is you're, you're creating this culture 
of, you know, growth mindset training within the rugby community and you're developing this community of athletes that can then do exactly what we're talking about. You can post, post your scores, your lifts, your workout Metcon results to a leaderboard Mm -hmm. or whiteboard. And you can start to see where you stack up Mm -hmm. and you can give yourself a lot of measurable goals to work on. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I think it will keep people focused and healthy. I mean, rugby players, you play rugby for competition, just like you swim because you want to compete Yeah, and you love it. So offering another dose of competition that's related to rugby is you can only benefit. And, you know, we forgot a, uh, a huge test, the, the 40 meter sprint. Oh, so we didn't talk about that one, but that one's like, that is everywhere. 40 meter dash. That's, that's fucking everywhere. Um, so, I mean, that's national level. The combine tested it. We never tested it on our club level team. Um, but, you know, that's the other thing, too, as a club level, if you, if it's just players and you don't have a head coach or a strength conditioning coach, yeah. um, um, you know, what are you going to do with that information? Is your captain going to write it down and assess, right. you know, m- make starting lineups off of it? Yeah. Probably not. But if there's a competition between, like I said, um, two wingers and it's like, all right, lineup, race, whoever wins, you know, now we're going to look at you a little more. Yeah. So, um. But the 40 meter dash test is, um, it's, it's very standard. So the backs outside or inside back. So, um, wingers, scrum halves, fly halves, you want to be under five seconds around five seconds and the forwards, you're going to be probably a little bit over five seconds for the 40 meter dash. And what they're going to do on the national level at the MLR combine, they're going to, they should be taking a 10 meter time and then a 40 meter time. So they're going to assess how quick you can get up to speed Uh, at 10 meters. Cause usually by 10 meters, you are revving up to near maximal speed. Right. Um, And then they'll take the 40 meter time, obviously. Um, But I mean, Springbok standards are around five seconds for uh, inside outside back and about five, five for your, um, your loose forwards, which is the flanker in, in, uh, the locks. So that seems a little slow to me, but that's what they have. Um, I know guys, my guys, the Sisu guys are, uh, under five seconds. They're four, nice. eight, four, seven. Yeah. So there's just so much, there's so much opportunity here. <laughs> there's so much opportunity mm-hmm. to train using standards and benchmarks as an athlete, you know, Mm-hmm. And there's, there's opportunity to create some standards in the rugby yeah, world sure. positions. Mm-hmm. And as a player, how exciting. Like, you just go, you do the work, you do all the fitness work, the strength work, and then you go get to show off. And yeah. you get to have coaches write this shit down. And this is a tryout, man. This should be fucking exciting and fun. Because yeah. you work so hard and you're confident. Like, dude, I can crush this. I've done this before. (laughs) If you walk into one of these tests, the combine or maybe your team has having a test day 
and you're just feeling like shit and you're like, oh, you know what I do this. Well, that's not a good place to be in and you're not going to be successful, but man, it should be such a fun and exciting opportunity. I would love to go to a combine and test some of this stuff. Yeah. How fun would that be? I want to go too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anything else bones? No, I don't think so. I think that's a great place to wrap it up. That was awesome. Cool. Thanks for, thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah. Thanks, Con. Yeah. It was fun. We'll talk to y'all next week. Yep. See you then. All right. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and found it useful and that you can apply it to your rugby training. Give us a follow at Rugby Warrior Podcast on Instagram. You can follow Sisu Training Systems at Sisu Training Systems. Also on Instagram, we have open enrollment for all of our athletes now into our program through the end of the year. So get in touch. We're happy to see you there. As always, find us on iTunes, leave us a review, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, discover your warrior within.